the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church, where we minister in the spirit of excellence under the leadership of our anointed senior pastor, Bukas Sterling III. Please stay tuned at the end of this broadcast for information on how to obtain a copy of today's message in its entirety. And now, stay tuned for the conclusion of last week's message. The second thing, if you pick up Jonah chapter 2, verse 5 says, The waters surrounded me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me, and weeds wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the earth. His bars closed behind me, yet you have brought up my life from the pit. But my soul fainted within me. I remember the Lord, and my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Second thing I want you to get here about praying from a place of punishment is first, pray even when you're punished. Second, pray even when you feel that it's hopeless with God. Jonah, in essence, says here in this text, I was in a position where it felt like and seemed like it was hopeless. The waters had surrounded me even to my soul. What do you do and who do you call for help when your soul is getting ready to drown and God is the one drowning your soul? I ain't talking about your flesh. I'm talking about your soul is drowning. And Jonah says, it was in that time that my soul was drowning and you were drowning me. You were waterboarding me. You were taking me under again and again. Lord, it was at that time I turned and called on you because even when it felt like I wasn't going to have no more life left in me, he says, I still cried out to God. Jonah says, I went down so far. You took me down so deep. He took me down to the lowest parts of the mountain, to the moorings of the mountain. And he says, while I was down so low, the bars of the earth closed behind me forever. I mean, that's kind of a, a permanent kind of situation that Jonah kind of describes here. It's as if there's no hope left. There's nothing else that could be done. The water had surrounded me even to my soul. The deep had closed around me and the weeds were wrapped around my head. I was going down. I was drowning. I went down to the moorings of earth and his bars closed behind me forever. Yet you. That's, that's preaching right there. That, that's, that's good preaching right there. Yet you. I don't know where you've been. I don't know how your situation looks or how it's played itself out. But every born again child of God needs a yet you moment. Lord have mercy. Everybody's got to come to a place where if it had not been for the Lord. Oh my God. If it wasn't for yet you Lord. I was going down yet you. Oh I was broken yet you. I was getting ready to die yet you. Oh. Oh God, I was getting ready to throw in the towel. Yet you. Oh my God, everybody needs to have the yet you moment. It's in that time when everything seems like it's hopeless. When it seems like there's no hope left. When it seems like I can't do nothing else about it. Yet you, God. 
Yet you stepped in and you brought up my life from the pit. Oh, Lord, my God, when my soul fainted within me, my soul didn't have any more oxygen. Lord, help. Because it's the lack of oxygen to the brain that causes the body to faint. But Lord, help me here. But when that which provides the soul oxygen and the soul being the mind, the will and the emotions of man, when my mind has no more oxygen, when my will has no more oxygen, when it seemed like this is the worst of the worst and I can't see no way out and I was just about to faint. I was just about going out. I was going down for the last time. Jonah said, yet I called on the name of the Lord. I cried out to the holy temple of God. My prayer went up to you in the holy temple. While I was giving up, while it seemed like there was no hope left, I cried out to God. I don't know where you are this morning, but if it seemed like there's no hope left, there's still prayer left. You keep praying even when it seems like there's no hope left because all the hope you have is in the one who's punishing you in the first place. If God's hand is on you, the best thing you can do is talk to him. Jonah said, I sent my prayers up. Even though it seemed like it was a hopeless situation, I prayed anyway. I sent up my prayers to you, oh God. I remember the Lord, he says. Sometimes when we're going through punishment, we forget the Lord. We try to figure out ways around our circumstance. See, here's the thing. We're intelligent people. And so we always have a fix for our melody. We always got to work around to get around what we feel has been unjustly exuded upon us. Even though we've been wrong all the time, even though I'm sitting in this prison cell because I done robbed five people that they know of, even though I'm, I'm sitting in the doctor's office and they telling me I'm going to have to have surgery because I've been eating wrong for 40 years. Now we mad at the doctor. Why I got to be on medicine? You ain't exercised, you ain't done nothing. You ate all the chicken, all the skin, the grease, everything. You put fat back in everything. You done put hot sauce on it, you done messed up everything. You salted it down, you greased it down, you ate it, and you was rubbing your belly about it. And your body was telling you all along, we can't keep doing this, but you kept doing it anyhow. There's consequences to all this stuff. Am I right? Consequences. And you can't eat everything all the time and stay a size four. And even if you do, your body is still dying inside because the sin of gluttony is affecting you. Y'all still here with me? And there's this punishment for our sin. So I'm trying to stay on the easy stuff because I don't want to get y'all all twisted up. I don't want to expose you today. I don't want to talk about the thing that you're doing. I'm just, we easy stuff. You know, that's like eating too many burgers, Popeye's getting to do chicken sandwich eating both of them even you bought two or three fries milkshake and a diet soda there's consequences Jonah says in the middle of me being punished by God and it seemed like there was nothing left to be done I remembered the Lord I remembered God and I sent my prayers up to his temple We can learn from Jonah. When we're in the middle of our punishment, pray even when you're punished.
When you're in the middle of punishment and the pain of the punishment is pressing in on you and it seems like there's no hope left, pray even when it seems helpless with God. Last thing, I'm out of your way. The latter verses, verses 8, 9, and 10. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy, but I will sacrifice to you. With a voice of thanksgiving, I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. Final thing I want you to know and we can learn from Jonah is that you can pray your praise and your promise back to God. Pray your praise and your promise back to God. Jonah realizes that he has been blessed because as a result of his sin, he should be dead. The wages of sin is death and he should be dead. And so he realizes how favored he's been from God himself. And God has shown mercy to him to hold back from him what he does deserve. And God has allowed him to live even in his disobedience. And so he realizes how good God has been. And so Jonah says, I'm going to praise God. And he, he shares with us some wisdom about that. He says, now, if you, if you trust in worthless idols, watch this. He says, because Jonah learned something. He says, the people who are trusting in worthless idols, those who can't hear, those who can't see, um, those who can't respond, they're forsaking their own mercy. You're giving up, you're forfeiting mercy that you could have when, you're, when your faith is in a false God. Lord, have mercy. And, and Jonah learns this because in the middle of him uh, being in a mess that he was in as a result of his disobedience to God, in the middle of his punishment that God has punished him with, Jonah realizes it's so good to have a God who hears me when I cry. It's so good to have a God who's alive and well. It's so good to have a God that's not just put up on a shelf. I wish I had a witness in the house. It's good to have a God who really is alive. It's good to have a God that you don't have to carry around in your pocket. It's good to have a God that you don't carry around on your neck. It's good to have a God who sits high and looks low. It's good to have a God who even though he punishes you, yet he'll have mercy on you. Thank you, God. I'm so glad that we've got that kind of God. And in the middle of Jonah, realizing how blessed he is, Jonah says, I'm going to bless the Lord. I'm going to praise God. I'm going to send up my praise to him. I've got nothing but thanksgiving that I'm going to give to God. God, I give you thanks that even though I didn't want to go to Nineveh and I tried to commit suicide, Thank you, Lord, for sending the fish by. Thank you, Lord, for taking me down to the morals of the depths of the sea. Thank you, Lord, for putting me on the edge of drowning. Thank you, God, that you caused my soul almost to faint. Thank you, God, that you didn't kill me when I was acting a fool. I wish I had somebody. Thank you, God, that I didn't get pregnant. Thank you, God, that I didn't overdose. Thank you. God that I didn't become an alcoholic. Thank you God that you didn't destroy my family. Thank you God that I didn't burn down everything when I was playing with fire. Thank you God that I didn't kill my friends when I was driving too fast. Thank you God that even though I was acting a 
fool. You kept me. You blessed me. You secured me. You had favor on me. You brought up my life from a horrible place. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Hey, thank you, God. Can I get a witness in the house? and his grace there go I it should have been me sleeping in my grave but the Lord but the Lord he heard my cry and he delivered me while I was being punished he still had mercy and Jonah says Lord I'm going I'm I'm to thank you I'm going to pay my I'm going to praise you Lord in my prayer he praises God in his prayer and then he comes back and he says this to the Lord he says look now God I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I promised I said I was going to do oh uh, now this is the key right here he says Lord not only I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sacrifice to you with, with a voice of thanksgiving it, it ain't what I Lord, I ain't comfortable with it but I'm going to do it anyhow I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shout thank you even though I ain't the kind of person I'm a sophisticated worshiper ah, Lord Jesus but because you've been so good to me I'm going to sacrifice if it hurts me I'm going to sacrifice if it costs me everything I'm going to sacrifice my thanksgiving to you Lord God I'm going to pay what I have vowed because salvation is from the Lord Jonah says I'm a prophet that you ordained you called me. I agree to the calling. But God, I'm guilty. Lord, help me here. Of not going through with preaching to Nineveh. But Lord, and watch this. This is while he's praying. See, sometimes while you're praying, God will correct you. While he's praying, he says, I, I need to do what I said I was going to do. It ain't about me, but it's about you, God. If, if you want me to preach to those people in Nineveh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pay my vow. I'm going to do what you called me to do. I'm going to preach to the people in Nineveh. I'm going to do it, God. And watch this. And in the midst of his prayer, while he was in his position of punishment, God turns his heart around to a place of obedience and praise. He's praising the God who he thought had sent him on an unfair assignment. He's praising the God whom he felt was trying to kill him by sending this fish. He's praising the God that, that, that just seemed like it wasn't fair to him to give him this assignment. But then he says, Lord, I, I realize, oh, you were better than I thought you were. And I'm going to pay what I owe. I'm going to finish my vow. I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. And watch this. And it was at that moment 
text says it. Verse 10, the Lord spoke to the fish. It's at that moment when you turn your heart around that God will speak to the thing that has you in bondage. It's at that moment that you say, Lord, I'm going to do what I said I was going to do. He'll speak to the alcohol. He'll speak to the drugs. He'll speak to the disobedience. Lord, help me, Jesus. God can speak to inanimate objects and tell the inanimate objects, let my child go. God can speak to a fish and the fish in listening to God went and vomited Jonah up on the seashore. Lord, help me here. I'm trying to get it together. But I see God speaking to your situation speaking to the thing that has you hooked speaking to the thing that has you in bondage and God can speak to it and say let her go speak to the debt let him go speak to the pain let him go speak to the cancer oh cancer let my child go speak to the diabetes let my child go lord have mercy speak to the high cholesterol let my child go speak to the obesity speak to the promiscuity speak to the adultery let him go let her go let her go let her go and they've got to obey because God is in control of everything set me free he gave his life to set you free he's hung on that cross so that you could be released from the punishment in your life because the enemy desires to sift you and take you out but the Lord shed his own precious blood so that you and I could come out. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, Lord. Yes, Lord. When you come out, can I say it this way? You won't look like where you been. (laughs) Jesus. But God, he'll give you a new attitude. He'll give you new power. Power to preach right. Power to live right. Power to 
talk right. Power to obey when he says obey. He'll clean you up. Take the seaweed off your head. Take the fish smell out your clothes. Yes, he will. I'm trying to help somebody. When God brings you out, he removes all the consequences of the punishment. Now, Jonah, all you need to do is go to Nineveh and preach. Watch this. Jonah went to Nineveh and he preached. The Bible says he walked through the city, I think, three days. He preached repentance to the city of Nineveh, which is a pagan city. When Jonah got through preaching through the city, the Bible says the king declared a fast and prayer for everybody in the city. Watch this. Not just the men, women, boys, and girls, but even the animals had to fast. And God relented his destruction of the city. Watch this. A whole city of people were redeemed from death because Jonah walked in obedience to God. I I, I got one more thing and I'm done. Watch this. But when Jonah preached, the people who heard it didn't know nothing about what he had been through. Watch this. But it proves to us just because somebody's been through something doesn't mean they're ineffective for God's purpose. Father in heaven, thank you for prayer that takes place from the position of punishment. Somebody here today, God, maybe walking in the manifestation of the effects of the punishment of sin. Death is all around. There's no peace. There's no joy. There's anxiety in their heart. There's no hope. They're hopeless. They're living hopelessly. That's what sin will do. That's the side effects of sin. The wages of their sin is death. And so they're standing on the door, over the trap door of eternal destruction. But today, God, because of Jesus, you've made a way that they can come out and escape the punishment that is surely going to come if they keep walking without you. So Father, I'm praying right now that if there's one person here today, here under the sound of my voice, or either someone may be listening via live stream or someone on the radio, God, but whoever, I'm praying that if they hear your voice today, they will not harden their heart, but today, God, they would surrender to you and give their heart to you. Come to that place of forgiveness, acknowledging, yes, I've done wrong. And you're the only one, God, that can fix it. 
So I'm praying, God, that they would come to you. They would cry out to you from their position of pain and punishment. That you, God, might right their wrong. Father, draw men, women, boys, and girls as only you can. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. You have been listening to the radio broadcast ministry of Kettering Baptist Church under the leadership of Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III, where we minister in the spirit of excellence. We pray that you have been richly blessed by today's message. Financial contributions in support of this ministry are welcome. We thank you in advance for uniting with us in kingdom building. For a copy of this sermon on CD or to hear this message again on the web, please visit our website at KetteringMinistries.org and remember to reference the title or broadcast date. We hope that you have enjoyed our journey together and we invite you to join us for one of our spirit-filled worship services Sundays at 8 a.m. or 11 a.m. at our new edifice called the Legacy Center located at 6909 Crane Highway, Upper Marlboro, Maryland. For additional information, go to our website at KetteringMinistries.org or contact our church office at 301-627-9500. Please join us again as Senior Pastor Bukas Sterling III and the Kettering Baptist Church family minister in the spirit of excellence.